The bass wasn't running. I hadn't And running, running, and running. <laughs> I'm doing the Fergie part. Running, running, and running. Did you... Uh, in this context, you... there's no disrespect. So he just puts his mic down. He's like, I'll give him a second. I'll wait till you're finished. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that song? Okay. Obviously, the unedited version is not Let's Get It Start. We're on bonus, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, probably, maybe. I don't know. Okay, well, the... The unedited version is not Let's Get It Started. No, it's let, Let's Get Emancipated. Yes. No, no, it's Let's Get Segregated. No, 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 it's uh, it's let, Let's Get Spasticated. I think it's Spasticated, yeah. Let's yeah. Get Spasticated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, something like that. No, 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 it's Let's Get... <laughs> uh, there are a lot of things I could say. Go on, what is it? Um, well, it's it's something that rhymes, but obviously it's a word that you're not supposed to say, really. And the best thing about it is... The Let's op- get butt raped. <laughs> Obviously, the opening lines are in reference to that controversial title. Let's get some kids. Let's get on Wayfair. <laughs> Let's go to Wayfair.com. Let's drink a drain of chrome. <laughs> that's what they're playing on the island. <laughs> yeah. On Little St. James, that's like piping through the PAs at all times. Yeah, and then the bridge is like, ah, there's a kid. Ah! <laughs> but um, very good what All i was right. thinking about though is those lyrics right yeah. they're, they're contingent on the chorus containing the r word because the opening yeah. lines are in this context there's no disrespect on the short bus we're all best friends yeah, yeah. exactly those are the words yeah, no, it's pretty hard to think they won't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they deserve rights. <laughs> I, I, I advocate eugenics. <laughs> That's, I think those are the words. <laughs> they don't even live that long. <laughs> here's, a, here's a fact sheet of all the info. <laughs> but then why would, you, why would you wish to become retarded? Um, if the song is about how they have, you know, serious difficulties with learning and with... Uh, you know, integrating, they probably don't get uh, much romantic interaction or anything like that. Why does Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas aspire to be retarded? I think honestly, because it would be a step up in intelligence from him, from what I've heard about him. Zing. <laughs> from what I've heard about Oh, Will I Am. Did I ever tell you that on the podcast about my mom uh, meeting him? That and other stuff. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, think you yeah. ever said it on the podcast. I don't know if you want to say it on the podcast. Nah, but, probably not. But, but uh, yeah. th- there is a, a video of him somewhere on YouTube giving like a speech. Like, I guess Microsoft hired him as a spokesperson. Yeah. Giving a speech about some Intel chip that he clearly had no idea mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. yeah, kind of funny. Good songwriter. I heard that they have a new album that's like going back to their roots because they used to be like a real rap group, oh, and then really? right around the time they drafted in Fergie, things changed. Yeah, who I not that long ago found out was like a serious crystal meth addict during her fame. During her fame, which it, that's that's not, not a usual is, one. Exactly, it's not a celeb drug, is it? Mm-mm. That's like a no, you know, that's like where I grew up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like a desert town yeah. kind of low, 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 low class drug. You never really hear about celebrities getting into it unless they've properly, you know, hit rock bottom. And even then, not really. Edward Furlong, maybe someone like that. Did Edward Furlong get into the old crystal meth? I think he was into a bit of everything. I mean, mm. yeah. Anyway, I guess uh, what I was getting at though is um, I, you, you just reminded me of a of a of a weird memory when I was in about seventh grade. There were two, there was this weird fucking thing where we were in music class and normally in music class, it would be like 
we're all going to play the recorder or we're all going to play. It wasn't, it wasn't banned. This was like something they did maybe once a week where the general ed, like fourth and fifth grade classrooms, it, actually now that I think about it, it was like seventh grade. It's like our fourth period that day, instead of being whatever it usually was, we would he go was to like, all right, let's do crystal meth. Yes, he did. We did crystal. No, we went to the band room and like he gave everyone like a kind of impromptu music lesson. But again, usually it was always something like play around on the drums or play with the recorder or whatever. This sounds like it's going to go somewhere horrible. No, no, no. This time he's going to play with these nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to teach you a little (laughs) instrument called Ligma. (laughs) And uh, he, so he. One time, though, he saw fit to, like, no more playing instruments, no more any of that. There's this dude, Mr. Talcott. He was kind of like this sweat. He was always had pit stains for some reason, even though it was, like, 30 degrees out. And uh, it was never 30 degrees out. But he wasn't hot. Say, you live? It was California. not hot. It was not hot. <laughs> and he had pit stains at all times. But he was like, we're going to analyze some popular songs from the radio. But in music class, we were not analyzing them for their composition or anything like that. We were analyzing the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember doing similar things. But I'm like, why? I, I mean, know. even I don't know if I was advanced for my age, but I was like, I could do this at home. Like, I, I've heard all these songs. I know what they mean. Yeah, you should have told them that. Like, this is <laughs> Excuse me, shit. sir. Yeah, like, I'm already well familiar with Let's Get Retarded. So? I know the connotations. One of the ones he played was American Idiot by Green Day. Which I chimed in on. Yeah, you're like schooling him. You're like, well, I actually, a- I'm, I'm in the fucking uh, canon of the concept album. Dude, straight up. Jimmy I had, like, or St. Jimmy. I had the biggest cringe moment that day in class. Like, I, they was like, does anyone know what this song's about? And I like raised my hand all excitedly. And they're like, what? And I was like, it's about like, I don't remember what exactly I said. You pan it and you're like, it's about <laughs> shitting your pants. <laughs> And then I just do it. <laughs> I go. I just start going. Don't want to be. I am the American idiot. It is I. Marys, get out. It is I, the American idiot. It is I. <laughs> Welcome to my kingdom. I am the American idiot. <laughs> so no, I remember. I like. And they're like show hands, and I'm like, ooh, and then he finally calls on me. And What is it, Max? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I said, but like, if I could vaguely reconstruct it, it's like, it's about um, not being a conformist and not being like an automaton and listening to the media uh, and, yeah. and, and the blind patriotism and uh, like, just like as many big words as I knew at the time. <laughs> I was like, it's jingoism. Anti, uh, Anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so it was that basically. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, that's good. And then the girl next to me was like, I don't like that. He says, fuck America in the song. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the debate that day. Yeah, man. But what was weird to me is even then I was like, he doesn't say fuck America in that song. The mind fuck America, right? I don't think these motherfuckers just but knew it, what the word the, in the lyrics. He puts his uh, middle finger in, not in the sorry in the video. He puts his middle finger up when he says, "Does he?" That. Yeah, man, oh. I believe so. Maybe he is dumb then. Oh yeah, I mean I know Billy he's dumb. Joe I mean of course he's dumb. Yeah, that was a stupid thing <laughs> to say. Genius. I think <laughs> of course he's dumb. But like I always assumed that the words were the subliminal mindfuck America. Yeah, but knowing how dumb he is, it's not out of the 
possibility that he that the lines are the subliminal mind space fuck America. Yes. No, I think he was trying to do it as like a ooh, ooh you know, like a, do- a bit yeah, of a double, yeah. like the same way. I mean, I bet he got that idea from the Sex Pistols during Pretty Vacant. I don't know. You don't know the Sex Pistols? I don't know the Sex Pistols at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, one of like one of the formative, I guess, uh, punk bands. Sure. Right? Of course. I'm sure he knows the Sex Pistols exactly. Yeah. And uh, they had a song called Pretty Vacant. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, they're two words that you can get on the radio, but, you know, if you sing vague cunt like that, oh, fun. you kind of get a little swear word in there, you know? Yeah. But to be fair to them, they were like a manufacturer band and they were about 18 at the time. Yeah, Billy, yeah. Billy Joe Armstrong must have been well into it's his like, 30s. Well, and he's like, like mind, fuck America. Was it like, was it tailored <laughs> to British politics? Was it like pretty vague cunt like Margaret Thatcher or something like that? That'd be fun, right? No, nah, no, the whole way. song was just pretty vague cunt. You know, but then again, they had other songs like "Bodies," which has a whole bit. I mean, that's a whole anti-abortion song, by the way. Very punk rock. Johnny Rotten is not into abortion. John Lydon. Uh, I don't know if he said much about abortion since. Wait, did I say John? I said Johnny Rotten. I that's the same same guy, same person. Yeah, Johnny Rotten was the Sex Pistols name, and then he he disavowed it when he when he left. Is that what's going on? I was like, why does no one call him Johnny Rotten anymore? Because is he wearing the? He's the guy in the MAGA shirts, right? He's the. I don't know about mega shirts. No, is he alive? I'm sorry. <laughs> what did he look like in his day? Did he have pink hair? Uh, probably at some and like point. a leather jacket. Uh, I don't really remember remembering a leather I don't jacket. Know, there's been a viral image going around that's got Libs Furious, which is like a picture of some fat British guy with a mohawk hanging out his window. And uh, he in a, like an apartment building, and he's smoking, and he's wearing a "Make America Great Again" T-shirt. Uh, I don't know about Mo. And people are like, "I can't believe this is my hero. He was once my hero, and he was he was once punk." And yeah. they're like putting up uh, like an old picture of him, and that's when he had like pink hair and a leather jacket. Oh, I don't know. I mean, quite possibly. You're describing yeah. a lot of <laughs> a it's lot of people been who look quite similar. That they're like, it's, it was a personal hero. Like yeah, John, John Lydon's become a bit reactionary in his old age, but, you know, fair enough. Well, I think he was the guy who famously, I remember reading Kevin Smith's blog, My Boring Ass Life, and he talked about holding a poetry reading in his living room to raise money for his daughter's private school. I know. And one of the things is uh, John Johnny Rotten was there, and he... Johnny I, Rotten with no children. I, yeah, well, he got, up and, <laughs> he got up and did an anti-abortion poem. <laughs> and, and everyone was kind of like nervously tittering. Was like, it the lyrics to, to Bodies, do you think? It very well might have been. <laughs> she was a girl from Birmingham. She just had an abortion. <laughs> That's the words? Yeah. That's awesome. She was like, I know the whole lyrics to that. Because that was the first album I ever bought. They only did one album, officially. Mm. Um, and that was never, the first. Is that the Nevermind the Bollocks? Nevermind the Bollocks, yeah. And uh, that was the first album I bought with my own like allowance from doing chores when I was uh, probably nine, eight or nine. And my parents, I think, you know, they remembered the 70s, but I don't think they really heard the whole album. Yeah. Uh, and the main songs so, are, you know, like. Anarchy in the UK and God Save the Queen. You've heard those, right? They don't really no. have any particularly objectionable content. Is that London Calling? Is that them? No, it's The Clash. Oh. Uh, yeah, completely different bands. Same Either thing. way, you will have heard them. Um, okay. 
But those songs aren't particularly objectionable. But then the second track on the album is Bodies, that anti-abortion song. Yeah. And it's all fine. And then I remember playing it in the house on the hi-fi. And then all of a sudden it goes, fuck this and fuck that. Fuck it all and fuck the fucking brat. Like that. <laughs> really loudly. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to take it away. Like, my parents are going to yeah. take this away from <laughs> they're gonna me. They're going to be pissed. Because it's rude. Yeah, yeah, but no, they didn't take it away. They were actually very understanding about it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you shouldn't say that in school." Yeah, this was a couple of years after I called my gym teacher a cunt, but we've talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to wonder if I I was definitely always worried that people were going to take my music away. Yeah, which is weird because I didn't listen to anything objectionable until I was like 14 years old. When I started listening to Green Day, actually, ironically, Green Day was the first adult band I listened to. Well, they they cuss. Not often, really, do they? Green Oh, bro. I'm trying to think. Bro, I, I used to put on the song Longview. Is there much swearing in that? There's a line where he's like, when masturbation's lost its fun, you're fucking low. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I, I don't mean, remember them being uh, particularly sweary. Oh, they're they're very they're plenty sweary. Okay. They swear plenty. I mean, I'm trying to think of what their big hits are. Uh even like nice guys finish last. It's like good, good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> Something unpredictable. I mean, but in the end, is right. I would I say you would have had a really. I'll bet you this. Time. I'll bet you you'd have a harder time finding Green Day songs that don't have swearing in them. That's how much they swear. They're time of your life. Warning. Warning has warning case. has swearing in it. What's the swearing and warning? I'll find it. Hold on. Let me think. Yeah. Uh, Let's sing the whole song. We'll find it. Impair your ability to operate machinery. Can't quite tell. I'm doing like the speed run. <laughs> like the nightcore version. Yeah. <laughs> Just what it means to me. Keep out every touch. Children, don't you talk to strangers. Get your philosophy from a bumper sticker. Warning. Live without warning. <laughs> so, uh, well, no what's the no Emergency <laughs> evacuation protest. Uh... Caution, police line, you better not cross. Is the cop or am I the one that's really dangerous? Sanitation, exploration, day, question everything. Oh, shut up. Nope, that's not it either. I swear there's swearing in that I don't think there's swearing in that one. I don't think there's swearing in good riddance. There is not. (laughs) But it would be great. No, there is. In good riddance. At the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Shit. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> over and over again <laughs> dude that'd be a great <laughs> loop that'd be a fuck. great loop as a mix-up artist <laughs> fuck oh, i'm sure in the S- Neil Master, artist, i'm thinking it, of yeah. mario's mix-up my uh, super smash <laughs> brothers progenitor <laughs> never came to fruition uh no. yeah i don't think they're especially sweary boulevard of broken dreams oh uh, that one has it for sure no <laughs> i want be shitty road <laughs> i've ever known don't know where it goes but it's on to me and i walk alone check my vital signs and oh fuck i've got cancer <laughs> well like they have them in weird places yeah. like you remember that song like i want to be the minority that has it right in the pre-chorus it goes a free for all fuck that's all, true you oh, yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah they yeah, put yeah. them in weird spots where you're like why it's not an especially weird spot i mean it's it's part of the song. A free for all, <laughs> fuck them all. It's like it sounds song, like an orgy in a song that's otherwise pretty upbeat. I don't know. Uh, well, nice I mean, guys finish it. last. Pressure cooker, pick my brain and tell me I'm insane. I'm so fucking happy I could cry. They swear I don't all think, the time. I don't bro. think Basket Case has any. Oh yes, it does. It has whore. The, Do the word you whore. have the time? Here, give me the beat. Do you have the time? Wait, we're doing the break to course listen? stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you have the time? 
to listen to me. It's all pitch shit about nothing and everything all at once. I am one of those. I'm not fools. Well, I like to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the crease. One of my blades, I'll keep setting up. I think I'm fucking up. No. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sure up. there is. Hold on. I don't think up. there is. It's paranoid. I just I went to a shrink to analyze my dream. She said it's lack of sex that's bringing me down. I went to a whore. She said Whore's my wife's debatable. Support. So quit my whining or it's bring because it's bringing him down. That was interesting. Yeah. I was like, ooh, he's gay, whore. bro. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you're right. You might be right. Damn. I don't think there anyone there is where well, it is. At the time, Holiday has the word faggot in it. Which is uh, uh, fags, just fags, just fags. Kill okay. all the fags that don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, that's a, that's a that's a bold move. I know you're doing it uh, in 2004. Yeah, well, no, but you're doing it as uh, you know a character and the evil yeah, yeah. American fucking That was cool, dude. That's cool in the musical, by the way. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the musical. The musical I've seen the, the music tits. video. I've seen the music video with him in those like stupid skinny little jeans, like kind of yeah, 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 kind of bowing his legs. Dog's like, gonna bite dude. you. He thinks, yeah. he, he thinks Billy Joe Armstrong's here. The dog fucking hates Green Day. I'll tell you that much. Oh my god, dude, Billy Joe Armstrong. I remember once I saw the band Foxy Shazam live, oh. and for some reason that guy was talking between songs. He was like, "I remember when me and Billy Joe Armstrong were in the back of a pickup truck, as if it's like you going know. 80 miles an hour <laughs> me and down Woody the Guthrie. road. <laughs> me and Robert Johnson. I remember. He was weird. He would always say weird shit between songs. He'd be like, "People tell me to find this, but there's like like leading up to like all these things that will allegedly give you salvation." I remember me and DJ Lethal from Limp Bizkit. <laughs> and then at the end, he was like, "But there's only one thing." that works for me Michael Jordan's bathwater. I was like what the fuck is this guy talking about it's obviously like he's trying to do like I don't know poetry it's or quirky. something it's definitely quirky they were a quirky band he would always eat cigarettes that was his big claim to fame in songs <laughs> awesome <laughs> he, would, he would have people throw cigarettes at him and then he'd put like 10 in his mouth at once and he'd light them all up and he'd like get the cherries going and then he'd just Swall- like chew them all up and swallow them. Yeah, like that magician. Uh, what's his face? Tom someone Myers. <laughs> Tom Myers. Yeah, no, uh-huh. Tom someone. I forget his surname. Anyway, all right. Well, that's that's all good. Oh, so anyway, I was always afraid people were going to take away my music. Um, and you know who? Fuck. You know why? With good reason. Because my m- dad's girlfriend at the time, my dad's girlfriend, out of fucking nowhere, she was always trying to snitch on me. Like, what the fuck, lady? Like, it didn't even really occur she to me. She didn't like you. It's, she didn't. <laughs> she was always trying to snitch on my ass. I had my uh, Green Day CD that I burned off of, like, Kazaa. And she, she snitched on you to the fucking FCC. <laughs> she turned up me. The house. She dropped me off hogtied in front of the station. <laughs> He's all yours, boys. Yeah, she really didn't like you. Yeah, I know. So she, I had my little Green Day CD, and it was basically just I apparently just found the International Super Hits album. Oh yeah, and um. So I had that on there, and that was the only Green Day CD I had, but that made me decide, like, because it was, like, the first band I ever listened to that was, like, a real band, aside mm-hmm. from Weird Al. And, uh, which, as Quote, you know, unquote, real band, which, yeah. as you know, I was already <laughs> afraid of going to hell oh, for yeah. listening to. So I was very <laughs> nervous about my music at all times. Okay. And so with the Green Day album, it was, I actually distinctly remember this album, 
because my brother had this weird thing, like a little like stamp press where you could design and print your oh, own. Oh, yeah, the labels. Labels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I made one for Green I Day that I too. thought was very cool. It had an all black background, and then my brother beat me up for using all the ink, but it had an all black background. What kind of household was this? <laughs> You got your, your dad's girlfriend fucking snitching snitch on you to the feds. <laughs> then your brother's abusing you for <laughs> wasting the black ink. Wasting all the black ink. Uh, hang on one second. So. Careful there. Oh, jeez. Disgusting. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely repugnant. So um she goes and she's like, Why do you have that why do you have that patch on your sweatshirt? Because I decided I don't remember who got it for me for Christmas. Might have been my mom or something, but I got a green day patch that I just sewed onto a, a hoodie, like right above the breast, so it kind of looked like an authorized Green Day hoodie. Because this was pre-American idiot. It was not easy to find Green Day merch at the time. They were kind of out of favor. Oh, okay. Post Dookie, pre American Idiot. I remember International Superhits being quite, yeah, quite I mean, big. Not with me. Okay. Not in not in fucking Manteca, California. Like they weren't selling that shirt at Coles. Isn't that where they're from? Aren't they from Northern California? They are, but they're from Pinole. They're from the Bay Area. Okay. Um. So, what's it called? Green Day. Oh, so I had this thing, and she's like, "Why are you wearing that?" I was like, "It's my favorite band." I'm like, I'm literally in like sixth grade. Well, it's my favorite band. And she's like, no, it's not. And I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> and she goes, and she turns to my dad and she's like, do you know what that band is? And I was like, uh, what? And she, he was like, what? What's going on? He just, he didn't know shit what was going on at any given time. My dad, <laughs> like he was like, yeah. Green Day. I don't know. I thought that was a clothing brand. <laughs> and uh, so she goes and she's like, give me a CD. And I was like, Okay, and then I like put it on, and the first two tracks on International Super Hits. Luckily, <laughs> you accidentally put on the uh, the Blink One Eighty Two album where it starts with "I Want to Fuck a Dog in the Ass." Yeah, that you one. You put the label on the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, no, it, like the first song is Maria. The kind of kind of an obscure. So it was two songs made just for that compilation. Uh-huh. So it's Maria, which is nothing exciting, and then um, a song called Pop Rocks and Coke, which is like cherry sweet that song that's a where you go you know i'll be there and so those two songs played and i was like that's enough and i took the cd out <laughs> wait you sat for two songs with them no she just played like the first 30 seconds of each song oh okay. she was trying to get me on like well, what kind of point was she trying to prove she was trying to prove that they cussed and so i shouldn't be listening to them okay but as we've just established they don't really well I got lucky, but it was not enough because what ended up happening was I got so fucking nervous in the head about it that I was going to get like got by my dad. I do not know why I did this in retrospect. This is the type of weird, anxious sixth kid. grade. You're like, what, 14? No. In sixth grade, you're like 11. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I right. turned, I was four, you're 14 when you're a freshman in high school. <laughs> I don't know the American system. Oh, you're right. I didn't right. grow up yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, so I, I fucking, I, I took the CD after I'd already gotten away with it and I was so fucking nervous. I took the CD and I snapped it in half in my room that night, <laughs> like silently. So no one would hear the snap. 
And then I didn't listen to Green Day again until I was able to like burn another copy weeks later. You buried the Snap CD out in the yard. Dude, and- straight up. Like I, I put it in the bottom of the trash can. Why? I don't know. That's I was really, fucking, that's really I was strange. psycho. And yeah. my dad was like not very strict about what I consumed, but I just, I was so horrified by it. I guess the awkward, like the the anxious awkwardness of the encounter that would happen if he was like, don't listen to music with swearing. And I'm like, ah! And I just snap it in <laughs> half. <laughs> That's strange. My parents were always sort of all right about, um, about like swearing and sex stuff. They never really cared. Mm. Um, they were a little concerned with just how much I liked the violent scenes in some movies. Yeah. Like playing them over and over again. Yeah, you're um, a hard little 10-year-old boner watching. Kind of, yeah. I, I just like them. I, I like to, you know, I like things that were kind of taboo, I guess. And for a 10-year-old watching like... Including Taboo, the old oh, incest yeah. porno series. Oh, yeah, I love that. That was a fave of yours. Really improved me and my sister's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Yeah, I don't know. They weren't too bad about that. Like, my wife, though, she has really huge gaps in her knowledge of, you know, things that kind of like you, where I'm like, what the fuck? You haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. But kind of like that, but with whole eras, because mm-hmm. she just wasn't allowed to watch stuff uh, yeah. by her by her uh, dad specifically, I think. Because mm-hmm. her dad was like a, um, uh, still is a, a preacher. I've, oh. I've actually got a very recent funny story about the that. The only man who could ever reach me. That's you. That's your song. Yeah, dude. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, but I'm not the son of a preacher. She's the daughter of a preacher, so it'll be. Well, that's that's. She's the man in this song. Okay, she's the only man. I'm the one singing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because that's exactly what happened. Rachel just swept me off my feet. Who <laughs> was the son of a preacher, man? Took my virginity. I don't even know <laughs> any of the words to that song except for those two lines, and it's in what is that in? Death Proof. It's in some kind of Quentin Tarantino movie. I think it's in Pulp Fiction, actually. It's, uh, okay. Yeah, me and yeah. No, wait. Yes, yes, I'm right. It might be in the same scene, though. Is it in the same scene? Because the scene where she ODs is like, Girl, That's afterwards. you'll be yes. a woman yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's afterwards. Are we really just going to like <laughs> recount what music was when in pop <laughs> I just like singing tonight. I'm in a singing yeah, kind of mood, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I'm in a good mood, too, I think. Good. Yeah. I've had a fun few days. Well, what have you been up to? Oh, nothing really. Oh, I, I thought mean, you were prompting me. I thought I was like being your, uh, your, uh, no, your guy, no, oh, your no, 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 but you can't, you can't help me segue into what I was trying to segue into before you started singing. Oh, you've been talking to your wife about her being a daughter of a preacher recently. Uh, not really. I, I didn't want uh, to get her dad involved at all, but you know, I've been getting into my Jesus lately. Yes. I've been reading, I've actually started going back and, and reading the Bible, reading the Gospels is and Acts. Because I am I mean, we grew up with that shit in England. In the school in England, for some weird reason, most of them are Church of England. So you still, you know, you're kind of forced to learn all of that stuff. It's not like here where it's kind of separate, you know, they try and keep it separate from the school system. So we were like singing hymns in the morning and fucking mm-hmm. uh, learning all of that stuff in religion class without any kind of objectivity, just kind of taught like history almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of knew, and I know I'd read all the, like my grandma was really Catholic, so I knew I'd read all the Gospels and probably a lot of the other, you know, Genesis and Exodus and all of that, but not for a long ass time. And I've kind of had assumptions about them based on movies, well, based on movies mostly. Like my idea of Jesus is from movies like The Great Story Ever Told or King of Kings or, uh, Ben-Hur. 
Ben, well, Ben Hur is a little different. Yeah, I could talk for a while about Ben Hur, but I'll leave that to Aaron. That's Aaron's thing. Ben Hur sucks. I hate that movie. <laughs> Chariot Race is great. Why does everyone keep saying that it to is me? It's so fucking good. Everyone keeps fucking saying that. Oh man, I said this same shit to David. He's like, "Oh, that Chariot Race, though, it's incredibly impressive." Even now, it's yeah. impressive that it was made that way, but it's not a compelling scene to watch on screen. Sure, it's a Chariot Race. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I feel foolish now. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like a fucking chariot race. Uh, no, 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 no. But so, you know, I figured I'd reread them. And I started with Matthew, not only because it's um, first in the in the New Testament in order, chronologically, uh, but also because that's the one that I thought everyone had kind of said was the best one. Uh, it turns out I was wrong, actually. A lot of people don't like it that much. But, Which um, one? Matthew? Matthew, yeah. Matthew's the best one. That's what I thought, too. But yeah. reading about it online on r slash Christianity. Uh-huh. What's your favorite gospel? Yeah. A lot of them like John more because it's more uh, it's more kind of emo. It's a bit more like sentimental and heady. John is the really controversial one. Well, it's the one that people think is the least accurate. Yeah, yeah. Because it's very different to all the others. Yeah. Well, ish. Either way, I've read through them. I, mean, I actually haven't read through the whole of all of them. I compared... Dull, well, I've read Matthew in like, what, an hour? Uh, but the whole thing, yeah, it's not that long. Oof. They're really not that long. All of them are pretty short. Uh, I tried once. I, think Luke's the I got up to about the Sermon on the Mount, and then I was like, "That's cool. I'm done." Well, yeah. So what I didn't realize, you know, I've I've never been a Christian myself, but I've always been like, All right, "Jesus is probably not one of the worst people to look up to." I was certainly wrong. not. Oh, I, no, I was fucking wrong, dude. Like the the movie Jesus. They which one were you reading, Matthew? How many times do I have to say it? <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were saying you this is what you learned from uh, from John or, or Matthew. No, I'm talking about Matthew right now. That's the only one I've read start to finish. Okay. I've read bits of the yes. other ones oh, no, at you're right. moments yeah. uh, to compare and contrast. No, dude, Jesus, in Matthew at least, is really, really fucking prissy. He's like incredibly fucking prissy and uh, egotistical. I mean, fair enough, he's the son of God. But if you read it without presupposing that that's true and that... You know, it, it, apparently that Matthew was the one that was written towards Jews to try and convert them early on, mm-hmm. whereas the others were written with more of a Christian. So it has a lot of like the Jewish Old Testament references yes. and stuff like that to appeal to them. But I'm like, God, if you're not already completely on board with the idea that he's his dad's really important, so we got to listen to everything he's saying, you would be not convinced by that fucking taste. Mm. He is an ass. Mm. He's like a real ass in it. Um, I mean, not only... Well, I... I Here's the, what I'm getting towards is that I was texting my wife who was in the other she's in her garage working and I was like texting her while I was while I was reading them and I just quoted some things. Um sorry, let me find uh, find a good one to start with here. Uh Well, first of all, he fuck, he hates animals. Do you know this? There's a no. lot of shit where he's talking and he's always fucking talking shit about pigs. Or mm. he's talking shit about sheep. Well, he's saying don't eat pigs, right? Uh, no, actually. Well, that's another thing that he keeps doing is he keeps justifying his eating habits because his dad's God, so he can eat whatever he wants or whenever he wants, specifically. Like they get, they get uh, him and his disciples get called out by the Pharisees for picking figs on the Sabbath, and he basically just launches into a long does he tirade, go around, going like, does yeah, he, going like, actually, I can because my dad's God. <laughs> does he go around saying his dad is God? Yes. No, he doesn't. He does. Well, at, at least the, at least he strongly implies that he has a very close connection with him that no one else understands. Because right. I thought that the whole thing was that he's like a descendant of King David or whatever. Yeah, he is on Joseph's side, his dad's right. side. 
his you know his biological supposedly actually I guess it's not his biological dad but Joseph was the descendant of King David according okay. to Matthew anyway the, the Matthew it starts with a long a genealogy begat, 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 yeah begat, yeah begat, and it goes someone David turns up somewhere in there and then it's Joseph who married Mary who get birth to Jesus but it's like well does that matter if God put Jesus in her belly anyway but she didn't and he didn't in Matthew he did that's the only one where that happens. I don't know the Bible. I don't think the other ones even really make much reference to Christ's birth. It's only really Matthew that does. Anyway. Okay. But so he's going on about fucking pigs and he's going on about why it's okay to have cheat days and why it's okay for him to eat certain things or do certain things. He talks about poop at one point. I'm on board right now. Yeah. I love a cheat day. No, he literally does. Cheat day. But he's really fucking snidey about it. He's always okay. really like the tone of him is fucking appalling. Not to not to mention all the. Uh, I'm not even gonna get. All right. In. What? No, go Do ahead. you have a point? Well, I'm just. Or are you just talking I'm over just, me? Okay, Max is worried that this is going to affect <laughs> his job prospects. <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> You're not the one who has to say it. You just have to sit and I'm listen. I'm just going right? to listen then. Yeah, you just sit and listen. No, he's very, very snidey. So, uh, I mean, some of the stuff he says about pigs, there's a story um, about some men who are possessed by demons. That's all he's seen. Most of it's just him wandering around, picking up disciples, and then occasionally coming across people who are possessed by demons, mm-hmm. supposedly, and casting the demons out. All right, so here we go. Now some distance from them, there was a herd of many pigs feeding, and the demons begged him, saying, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. And he said to them, Go! So coming out, they went into the pigs, and behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and died in the waters. Mm -hmm. So to prove a point, he cast a bunch of demons into some pigs and uh, led them to their death. Kind of mean. Oh my god, is that where that Mountain Goats song title comes from? Uh, the story of the pigs quite. that ran straight away into the water. I would, I would imagine so. They did a whole album with biblical themes. Holy shit, that's cool. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of the time. I'm not even going to get into like the stuff about divorce and things like that because he's really, really fucking out of order when he. Basically, you're only allowed to divorce is only ever okay. The only reason you're allowed to divorce in God's eyes is if you've been cheated on. Yeah. But then his definition of adultery is a lot more. It's not just thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, from the Ten Commandments. It's not just that. It's also if you even think about doing it. Yeah, that's what if I was going to say. Yeah, look, yeah. And at one point he says the, that, so that's a sin. So if you look at someone and find them attractive and have lustful thoughts, that is equivalent to adultery. And if you do that, he says, if you're, it's something to the effect of if your eyes fail you or cause you to sin, cause you to fall, uh, you must gouge it out. Surely that's better than mm-hmm. uh, being spiritually damned. Yes. I mean, that's fucking out he's of order. Being, he's being metaphorical, first of all. Well, and why is he being metaphorical all- about that, but he's not being metaphorical about a lot of the other similar shit? It's like when say. you say, strike me down or gouge out my... I guess all that probably comes from the He Bible. literally says, if your eyes cause you to cause you to sin, then you must gouge them out. Yeah, that's um, that's clearly a metaphor. It doesn't sound super metaphorical. He's saying that you you shouldn't value your body. Your your body is of no value because it will be no use to you in the eternal kingdom, right? In the heavenly kingdom. What he's saying. So he's there saying that is, if something is causing you to if something is causing you to sin, then you have to, you're better without it. That's literally what he's saying. Well, I will say this. One thing that does interest me is that whole thing of like. I believe the line is something to the effect of like he who has committed adultery in his heart. Mm-hmm. has already committed adultery, right? Or something like that. He sure. would commit, yeah. uh, 
something and, like that. And that's interesting because um, Reza Aslan, who I've been reading and listening to, uh-huh. he kind of talks about this, where he says, especially in Matthew, uh, Jesus is a um, he doubles, triples, quadruples down on pre-existing Jewish law. Yeah, he's he makes like, them worse. He's like, Jews tell you this. I'm going to say that's not enough. It's actually exactly, more. which yes. is completely the opposite of the impression I had. The impression oh, no. we always have is that the New Testament's the hippy dippy one. But it's mm. really not. A lot of what, like you said, a lot, well, like Reza Aslan said, a lot of what Jesus says is basically like, oh, you're not strict enough. Well, I think Reza Aslan would say that Jesus was something of a zealot. Well, yeah. I mean, then that's what he was the title, accused of. the title yeah. of the book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Promotion yeah. for Reza Aslan there. <laughs> he needs uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you know, whenever he's challenged on something, here's another thing that really bothers me about it is he doesn't seem very open to questions. Like, quite often, he's really rude to his disciples. Like, these people who've chosen to give up their entire lives, give up their families, give up their sheep and stuff like that to, in order to follow him. They ask him questions every now and then, and he's incredibly rude about it. I'm going to defend him a little bit. Because, yeah, okay, if you give up your goddamn life to follow me around, why are you asking questions now? Because they want to understand. Why are you asking questions now? I'm going to be on the mount being like, hey, you know what? If you see a fucking, if you're trying to get strange, why don't you just gouge out your eyes? And they're like, are you sure about that one? I'm like, have you been following me for three years and now is the time where I went too far? No, no. They ask him questions. I'm like, where'd I lose you, honey? Where'd I lose you? (laughs) Go ahead. They ask him questions which are very fair. And they're questions that I had whilst reading. (laughs) What are the questions? Uh, For instance... Well, okay, here's one that's actually from the disciples of John, not necessarily his disciples, at least not yet. Uh, and this is more of, this is less of an example of him being rude about it, but just being pure confusing. Mm-hmm. Like a simple question, and his answer is a long-ass parable that makes no sense. Okay. So it says, Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why is it that we and the Pharisees are fasting, but your disciples are not fasting? Again, he's going to justify his eating habits here. And Jesus said to them, Are the members of the bridegroom's party able to mourn while the bridegroom is with them? But days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Now no one puts a patch of unshrunk cloth onto an old garment. For the patch, it tears away from the garment, and worse tears result. Neither, oh, uh, let me let me finish. Fast. I can't understand it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Read it slower. You want me to start right at the beginning? If you can. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why is it we and the Pharisees are fasting, but your disciples are not fasting? Hmm. So he's about to justify his eating habits again. Got it. But instead of giving a simple answer, it's going to be long. So Jesus said to them, Are the members of the bridegroom's party able to mourn while the bridegroom is with them? But days will come when the, when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Now no one puts a patch of unshrunk cloth on, onto an old garment, for the patch of it tears away from the garment, and a worse tear results. Neither do they put new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wineskins will burst, and the wine will spill out, and the wineskins will be ruined. Rather, they put the new wine into the new wineskins, and both are preserved. That's not a good answer. No, that's a great... That makes perfect sense. It... Uh, Someone asks, "Oh, you're not you're not fasting. Everyone else is fasting. Why yeah. aren't you?" Well, let me tell you a long ass story about fucking wineskins. Well, what do you Why say? not just say because this part of the Bible was wrong, or God, because be, God doesn't do I this? I know or what that. he's saying. He's saying I'm new wine. I don't got to go in the old wineskins. I don't think that's even what he's saying. That is what he's saying. He's saying like, look, you don't put old shit. You don't put new shit on something old. 
It's a waste. We're doing something new here. We don't need to we don't need to abide by the traditions of the Pharisees. Okay, but it's not the traditions of the Pharisees, it's the, it's tri- it's scripture. It's yeah, traditions it's of God. But then in other ways he's saying, "Oh, this isn't enough or we need to do more or we need to abide even stricter to this." But then when it comes to eating, especially eating for some reason, he's like, "Ah, fuck that. That was a typo or whatever, you know." But he says it in these long-ass parables that if Imagine any if the, I mean obviously these aren't probably real conversations but imagine if you were Matt just gave me a look as if <laughs> are you crazy of course they are <laughs> that's right okay well anyway I'm just saying that that again it's a needlessly complicated answer if you have a good justification for it speak plainly if you want to get your message across speak plainly he never wants to do that he never wants to give a straight answer and when people challenge him on anything he gets mad. And he says, you know who my dad is, right? That's literally what happens. Uh, let's keep going. Wait, hang on real quick. It sounds like they're asking him like, well, why are we not doing these old traditions? Why are we not following scripture? And it sounds like what Jesus is really saying is, are you motherfuckers ready for the new shit? Well, yeah, Stand up and admit tomorrow's never coming. Very, very good. This is the new shit. Okay. Uh, uh, also, just to... Um I think really settled the score of Jesus being for peace or peaceful in any way, which again, maybe not everyone believes that, but it's pretty well known that, you know, he's a symbol of peace and he wanted peace and love and he was ruled by love and fucking blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm interested in this because that's what I thought. Well, this is good. Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace upon the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. All right. So straight off the bat, that's pretty plain. Oh, you know what? That's actually the epigraph of the zealot book. Uh, Well, great. Another plug for Reza Aslan there, who I'm sure needs more help than we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. I have not come I did not come to bring peace but a sword, for I have come to turn a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be members of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Kind of I a fucking, fucking asshole, love this guy. right? Oh. <laughs> I fucking love I think he's like he goes hard how is that good? Like, how is that a nice thing? Especially with like all the Christian family values. He's stuff. like an ideological. He's basically saying that I, I am more important than anything else in your life, including your own family. And not only that, but I'm, I'm literally not here to That's bring peace. That's been true. That's been true though. It's always been God first family. On last. a spiritual level. Yes. But anyway, I mean, I, I find it really, I think you're deliberately being contrarian here. For, to hear something like that and go, oh yeah, he's right on point. Oh come on! No, this no, no. I mean, obviously, I mean, like, I don't want to say too much, but I, I certainly <laughs> don't agree with these things. Oh, but... is that why you're doing it? Because you're you're worried about <laughs> you're worried about <laughs> Just, in the future getting cancelled by I some think religious organization? Jesus has some good points. So, you no, know, you know, he makes some fair points. <laughs> you know, what my favorite Jesus thing is when he's like when he tells that parable about he's like the king came to his sick and and he was like. I don't remember. He says <laughs> something about like <laughs> awesome. he says something about like I'm going to give unto you my people because when I was sick you fe- you cared for me and when I was hungry you fed me and they say but King when were you sick and hungry and he says well as you have done it to the lowest amongst you so have you done it unto me. I don't recall that, but it must be in another gospel. I think it's if cool. at all. I think um, it's cool. This one just made me laugh. It's not especially... I mean, it's an example of him being kind of prissy, but it's not especially bad. And Jesus came into the ruler's house, and when he saw the flute players and the crowd in commotion, he said, go away. 
Hey, relatable. That's one of the first times my attention perked. I was like, ooh, okay. This guy's got something to say. Yeah, kind of like this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I was I was fucking like by about halfway through the Gospel of Matthew, I couldn't wait for them to fucking crucify him. Oh, fucking, come on now, what is wrong with it? Do we have like religious <laughs> listeners that I'm offending? No, no, it's fine. Oh my lord! All right, uh, let's see. What else have I got? Uh, more more cheat day justifying, but that's kind of boring. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, his uh, at the at that time, Jesus on a Sabbath was going through his grain fields, the grain fields, and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck and eat some of the heads of the grain. And when Pharise- when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, "Look, your disciples are doing what on a Sabbath is not permissible to do." And he said to them, "Have you not read what David did when he and those with him were hungry? How the how they how he sorry how he entered the house of God and the loaves of offering he ate, which." For him was not permissible to eat, neither for those with him, but only for the priests? Or haven't you read the Torah? Or that on the Sabbath, the the the, 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 the priests can, in the temple, desecrate the Sabbath, and yet they're innocent? What is this, and Ben I tell Shapiro? You, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm starting to get, you know, I'm, no. I'm trying to imagine what he would yeah. have actually sounded like when he said this. And I'll tell you something else. Something... <laughs> I tell you something else. Something is greater than the temple is here. But if you'd known what this means, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, in, in inverted commas, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So near. I, I didn't really follow any of that, but it sounded exactly, like... Exactly, because he's basically just saying, oh, don't you remember this time in the Bible when this happened? And he's doing what, you know, the, the kind of pick and choosing type stuff that people accuse Christians of. He started it. He's starting it right here. He's on the one hand, he's like, people are not following the scripture. And then on the other hand, when it comes to him doing something wrong, he's like, no, don't you remember when David did this? Anyway, uh, it got some sheep hating. I will say this, though. I mean, I'm, you're, you're going to think I'm just being contrarian or trying to save my own skin. Well, it's just my as, own wine. Trying as, to save my own wine. I'm skin. trying to have fun by just laughing trying, at Jesus. And you're like, well, ro- actually, he makes some good I'm not going to sit here like, and Friars Club roast Jesus with you. But I'm just saying. Roasting like, him. I, I think it's funny. And I think it would be a lot funnier if it wasn't suddenly buzzkill by someone going, well, actually, actually I he's think, right. I think you've slightly uh, misinterpreted what he was saying there. It's like, we're, we're doing a fun podcast. Well, Here's what, like, I, well, here's what I think. Well, he was obviously being metaphorical. Here's what I don't think. laugh at that. Oh, shit. I, here's what I think. I think it would be cool to have more of that today. I was just watching the Biden-Trump debate. We do. We have Trump. <laughs> oh, no. Trump doesn't go nearly that hard. He like, did. very Just similar. telling nonsense. No, I like the parables. Oh, no. He doesn't I have like the parables. I like that every time yeah. he gets answered a question, he's like, well, let me tell no, you he a does, story. He does, have a, he does do about that. About the fucking he's like, sheep no, who Remember when the, head of, the head, of, head of the FBI and the head of the police force said that I was so great and that I did this and that? They oh, are. are you really going against Jesus and Trump in one podcast? I'm about to walk out I know, of this I'm fucking I'm going to alienate our audience. You know that we run a nice Justin's conservative. fucking leaving. You know that we run a nice conservative show here. Uh, right. So he's uh, he disowns his own mom at some point, which again is just and brothers. Apparently, he had brothers, and they kind of like acknowledge. He that. disowns them fully, or he disowns them second place to God. It's a no. I mean, like in person, he snubs them. 
<laughs> it says, while he was still speaking to the crowd, behold, his mother and brothers had been standing outside wanting to talk to him. And someone said to him, behold, your mother and your brothers have been standing outside and wanting yeah. to talk to you. It's not well written. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked over there and he saw that and he said, I see that over there. I uh, see my mothers and brothers yeah. standing there waiting to talk to me. <laughs> and he replied to the one who informed him and said, who is my mother and who are my brothers? <laughs> I'm too cool for them. He didn't actually say that. But I like it's implied. That. And extending his hand towards his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and brothers, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven, that person is my brother and sister and mother. I am laughing Not my at, actual ones. I am laughing at the <laughs> idea that, uh, I mean, that is interesting, by the way. That's an interesting passage. What he's, what he's, what he's implying there is very interesting. Well, that you don't choose your family or you do. You yeah, I feel like family. that's a pretty controversial thing to imply at the time. Where, yeah, where I think royalty, where royalty is is decided oh, bloodline. by bloodline, exactly. And he's yeah. like bloodline ain't shit. Oh, he's obsessed with his own bloodline being from David. He loves that, so he loves to bring that up whenever it comes <laughs> yeah, to it. Might, but, well, I mean, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you got him. You know what? You got him on that one. <laughs> yeah, man, zing. It's not hard. To, like, I'm not saying like, ha. I, only I have realized that, <laughs> that this text is kind of stupid. <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's like old hat, but because I hadn't read it the whole way through for myself, like, you know, I just found some bits quite funny. I was just texting to my wife being like, what the fuck? Well, what I was going to say about that passage is it it does make me laugh because like he turns to his disciples and says that, right? Like his boys. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you guys who follow me, you're my but real, I would love you're to, my real I would fan. love to, because like you hear that all the time. Like if I, if I were to come to you, Sean, I'd be like, you know what, Sean, you've been more of a, you've been more of a brother to me than my real brother. Sure. But there's has. nothing in the book to but imply that his funny, mom was like mean to but him. How funny would it be if I went, Sean, you're my mother. My mother's not my real. Cause he says he turns to his boys yeah. and he goes, you are my mother and brother. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm just gonna, I like the idea of having your boys be your mother. Yeah. I will actually treat you as though you are yeah. my mother. Yeah. The, dude, clean uh, my laundry. Dude, I mean, he probably is HBO you know. miniseries band of mothers. Very good. <laughs> That's good shit. That would have been funny if I didn't laugh at it so hard afterward. Um, there's uh, quite a few parts where he uh, he is racist against who uh, Samaritans mostly, but also oh, people from like the Capanam and stuff. Yeah, where he's actively like telling. Uh, at one point, this is also something that's not often mentioned in Matthew. At least he gives his disciples, at least the twelve, you know, the best boys, the mothers and the mamas and the papas of him. Uh, he gives his them mothers. Yeah, he he endows <laughs> upon them his own powers. He gives them his own powers to heal and his own powers to do, you know, other miracles. What do they do with it? Nothing, because he says they don't, they're not believing in him enough. He was like, if, even if you had a tiny bit of belief, you'd be able to move that mountain over there just by thinking about That's it. That's crazy. And he gets all fucking pissy about it. That's fucking but wild. But also he tells them specifically, he's like, right, I've given you my powers. You, ne- you may now heal the sick, but don't heal them in that city. And don't heal them if they're this kind of person. Which city? Uh, city zoned by the Samaritans, I think. He didn't like the Samaritans. Samaritans or Samaritans or Sumerians? Samaritans. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, he didn't like them. Doesn't for the Bible reason. have the story of the good Samaritan? G- which I think is a parable that Jesus tells. I believe in one of so the other gospels. Like there, he's like, unless he's it's like, but there was one. a good. Well, that's why it's called one, the Good Samaritan. <laughs> there was you one know. good Samaritan. There was like one guy who was all right. I thought you um, were saying Sumerians. No, what? no, no, no. They were they were long they were gone. Long dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were no, like no, two thousand years the dead. The Samaritans. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what that meant ethnically or whatever, but it was definitely a type of person. I would imagine probably a different race or a different skin color or from a different region or whatever. Okay, Matt's just uh, whispered Jew to me. You do realize that. 
all of these people are Jewish that we're talking about, right? Jesus and his disciples. You, you, you're aware of this, right? Is, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, God, this fun. is so much harder than it should we're be. Having fun. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's another bit where he says. Um, and coming into his hometown, he taught them in the synagogue such, such that they were astounded and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Isn't this the son of the carpenter? Isn't his mother named Mary and his brothers Jacob and Joseph and Simon and Judah? He has these brothers that I, I never don't know really about knew Simon. about. Yeah. Yeah. And aren't all his sisters here with us? Sisters too. Where then did this man get all these things? And they were offended by him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's interesting. He said, A prophet is not, not without, without honor, honor except, except in, in his, his hometown. hometown. Is, it, and is among, he saying that's a, true of all prophets? And among his relatives. I don't really know. And I'm not, I don't presume. That's really weird. But it was passive aggressive. I mean, if you have the power to heal sick people... And you like decide not to. You actively decide not to do that just because you've been personally slighted. That seems a little bit unChristlike. I mean, but then again, you... my definition of Christlike is obviously all off. Because I would love to be a religious scholar, honestly, because I feel like I would puzzle over that line for a year. Well, first you you might want to read the Bible. It's long. <laughs> it is long. Um, did you know? I don't know though. I'm liking what I'm hearing so far from you. Did you know the the famous story of him? Um, Walking on water was actually a prank. Don't sigh. Have fun with me. This is fun. <laughs> all right, all right. Go ahead. Oh go ahead. god, you're gonna make you're, <laughs> you're gonna, gonna make a joke. Go, go ahead and blaspheme. How dare you make? He's a joke. watching. He's watching, bitch. I don't think this is blasphemy. He's it's a prank. Look. All right, here we hear it. Because we know the story of oh, he appeared walking on water and yeah. it's amazing and everyone believed or whatever. It's, it didn't really go like that. At least not in Matthew. It goes. And in the fourth watch of the night, he went out toward them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, "Ah, it's a ghost!" And they cried out in fear. Jesus immediately spoke to them and said, "Take heart, it is I. Don't be afraid." You fucking prank them. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. If you see the bit that comes right before that, it's like they were just hanging out on the boat, and then he just decided to walk on water. That is funny. These are disciples who were already following him. It wasn't like he was trying to convert people. So he just wanted to show off. He like, just hey. showed off in the middle of the night. Uh, I mean, the, the fourth watch of the night. I would imagine that's like early morning. Do you happen to know? And he just decided to do that and said, <laughs> don't worry, it's just me. And then he actually um, he actually brought one of them out onto the water with him to kind of prove that it wasn't a magic trick. I wonder, do you happen to know if walking on water was a thing back then already? Quite possibly. Like, is that something maybe demons did? Like, why would they look at someone walking on water and be like, ah! Because if you were, if it was the middle of the night and you were out on a boat and you saw a figure, you know what? On I guess the fucking right. horizon, now, that now that I'm picturing it, you wouldn't go, "Oh, well, this must be the ghost that I've heard about." You know, you go, "Oh, it's a fucking ghost." You know what I do? I'd look at him and I'd say, "Surely you must be the son of God." <laughs> well, that, that's at the end, and Ben Hur and the Bible. Um, <laughs> that's in the Bible too. Yeah, it's the Centurion. It's in like every Jesus movie as well. I. In the Bible, uh, yeah. You know, I didn't expect this podcast to become a Christ podcast because I'm really undereducated on this subject. <laughs> I just, I mean, me too, but yeah. I, I kind of like it. Uh, here's an example of him being just kind of a dick to his disciples. Mm -hmm. uh, and he announced, and said, every plant that my heavenly, heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Leave them. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if a blind person leads a blind person, both will fall into a pit. That's fair enough. That's quite good. That is good. In response, Peter, one of his favorite disciples, said to him, 
explained the parable to us. And he said, are you also this unintelligent? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> These were uneducated <laughs> desert people. <laughs> and he's like, are you fucking thick? He's like bullying them, dude. He they, literally said it as plain as... This is one of the few times he didn't give a whole paragraph no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it, it, you. You can understand it pretty simply and... But then why put that bit in the Bible? Pete, in response, Peter said to him, wait, can you, can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it. That is actually very And funny. Jesus, and lo, Jesus did say, <laughs> Is there anything in, well, is there anything in the, uh, having read it now, is there anything in the gospel that, like, is Peter, does that plot line come back that he's dim-witted or uh, is he maybe of less faith than, is he, does he betray well, there's Jesus? A bit, no, he doesn't betray him. That's Judas, obviously, but he, uh, he's the one who denies him three times. I thought Judas was the guy who was in charge of like the he was like the main cop. Main cop? What are you talking about? Who's the guy who crucifies him? Isn't that Judas? That's not Judas. Judas was one of his disciples. Judas betrayed him to the to the Sanhedrin, to the Pharisees. Well, who was the who was that guy? You mean Pontius Pilate? Ah, the Roman official. There's two villains I mean, in the Bible. Pontius Pilate's often not really considered a villain. What do you mean? He fucking crucified Jesus. He's the one who gave the order, but you remember him washing his hands of, of it because he doesn't agree with it? He doesn't you think, think I, it... You think I remember that after I just said Judas was the one who crucified well, no, Jesus? no, but everyone knows that. It's a, it's a figure of speech now. I wash my hands of this. You know, it's, that's based on that. Oh. What happens was the Pharisees hated him because, uh, you know, he was causing a ruckus and going bananas in the temple and uh, saying he was the son of God, so blaspheming or whatever. And uh, they brought him to Pontius Pilate. They, they brought him to their own council and obviously said, well, he's guilty as fuck. But they had no authority to execute. They had no authority to crucify because Judea was occupied by the Romans at the time. It was under Roman rule. So they had to bring him to Pontius Pilate and convince Pontius Pilate to kill him. But Pontius Pilate, in most of the Gospels, and some of he's kind of ambivalent, but I think in most of them he keeps saying, like, he, I've talked to him, I see, I don't see what crime this man's committed. I don't see what he's done wrong. Mm. But uh, I think it's kind of implied, or at least biblical scholars have implied, that due to like political pressure, they were fearing a Jewish revolt. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kind of appease the Pharisees. So first, I think, in John anyway, I think he flogged him, then brought him out and said, right, he's been punished, Like we've all had a laugh. Let's go about our business. Yeah. And the Pharisees are still like, fucking no! Um, I know. And then like there's that. the story of, uh, yeah. you know, it, the bit with uh, Barabbas. It's the Passover weekend, so he's allowed to free one prisoner. Um, and Barabbas is like a murderer, like an insurrectionist, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Pharisees sneak among the crowd and try to convince them to let them free Barabbas and crucify Jesus. So in the Empire, Pilate's like, right, fucking fine, go ahead. Anyway. That's that's a little little lesson for you on Pontius Pilate, but I think everyone else kind of knows that. Oh, yeah, boy, you should watch a Jesus film. <sighs> okay, maybe not. I watched Ben Hur. It's bad. Ben Hur is not really a Jesus film. It's more of a Ben Hur film. Judah Ben Hur. Yeah, that was uh, Charlton Heston in that movie. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we William got, Wyler directed that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a big production. I know my film. Most expensive production of his time. A lot of matte paintings in that shit. Like the backgrounds were like these big, beautiful like murals. Oh, yeah. But that was the backdrops like that were pretty common. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think 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 that was the first movie I saw that did that. I think they filmed in Rome. I think they filmed in Cinecito, which is like the Hollywood of Rome. That's crazy. Loves those epics filmed there. Yeah, really great place to visit. Um, 
All right, let's see. Didn't a bunch of people die making Ben Hur? I don't think so. What's there's like a famous Bible movie where they tried to do something and like a ton of extras died. You might be like, thinking of Fitzcarraldo. That's no, not no, a Bible no, movie. I'm not, thinking of, I'm not thinking of Fitzcarraldo. It's mm. an old. It's an old movie. It might be. It might feel like people died during the chariot scene in Ben Hur. Not that I know of, but quite possibly. You know, I mean, health and safety standards. They didn't have Leia back then. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, all right. Here's the bit where he's being racist. All right, and leaving there, Jesus departed to the areas of Tyre and Sidon, and behold—I think Sidon's how you pronounce it—and behold, a Canaanite woman from those borders, after coming forward, cried out, saying, "Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David! My daughter is suffering terribly from a demon. Apparently, it's something you just suffered from back then. Yeah, like a demon possessions. Like a flu. Yeah, like a parasite. But he answered not a word to her." So he snubbed the lady who was asking yeah. for help with her daughter. You're not my mother. So his disciples, brother. so his disciples come to him, urge him, saying, "Send her away because she keeps crying out behind us. <laughs> she's being really annoying. <laughs> Just do it, <laughs> loud mouth. Yeah, she's being a fucking, uh, yeah. <laughs> a fucking nag. Uh, yeah. And in response to her, he said, "I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel." But she comes down. She comes and bows down to him, saying, "Lord, help me." And he, in answer, said. It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. What does that mean? I think he's saying that I'm fucking awesome and I'd be giving it oh, away. Oh, the children is the children of Israel and she's yeah. the dogs. Yeah. Because she's wow, a Canaanite. Wow, that is pretty bad. I think... That's one that I can't defend. <laughs> I think afterwards, uh, when he meets the door, he does go, oh, okay, and heals her. But that's pretty... That's where his mind was. Pretty okay. fucking mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, I mean, that's, I think, all I quoted. But then we, um, so, you know, I was having a lot of fun, like, laughing and fucking, ha, ha, ha. Because yeah, my wife knows the Bible as well, because mm. she grew up with it. And he was like, ah, oh, my God, he's yeah. being a real dick here or whatever. Then she decides to start talking to her dad. And she was like, I'm getting into a conversation. I'm asking my dad about a lot of this, like, about how does he reconcile himself with the idea that Jesus was actually quite, like, not nice. Like, wasn't mm-hmm. particularly pleasant all the time. And um and you know her dad's giving like very reasonable responses and stuff that she tells me about and i'm like oh, okay well that's nice that you're having a conversation what i didn't realize a little later was that she was asking me more questions well well she, again it's while i'm working and she's in the other room she was like text me mm-hmm. she was asking me more questions about kind of more general religious stuff and i'm giving my answers i've you know been an atheist most of my life or all of my life maybe and uh I've kind of thought a lot about it, and I've, you know, I was into. I went through my new atheist phase too. You know, I like my oh, Christopher yeah. Hitchens and stuff like that. Yeah, I was doing Hitch. First time I met you, you Hitch slapped me. Actually, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> no, I just, no. just like the idea that's something you go around Dick doing to people. You, like you just go around slapping people and saying <laughs> Hitch slap. No, no, no. But you know, I, I have my arguments. I don't like to argue with religious people since I was like a teenager most no, of the time yeah, I, it just, no and it. I, don't, I don't like upsetting people you're never going to really change many people's minds I'm no. saying. so what's the point yeah. um, but you know I was saying this stuff to her and like giving my responses and like, you know like well surely I mean if if he's saying that uh, skeptics are closed minded but surely Christianity is closed minded if he's accusing scientists of claiming to have all the answers I'm saying well no you know obviously science is all about not having all the answers it's about acknowledging that you don't know everything and that everything that you do know is just a supposition based on current evidence we have and it's open to change it's always open to change it's a constantly evolving thing whereas conversely Christianity 
it is about having all the answers. It is about kind of knowing in your heart that this is true and Jesus was the son of God and he did this and he did that and the kingdom of heaven is this and this is how it's going to end and stuff like that. I mean, my, her, her dad is very evangelical. He's, he's very much a I'm, I'm just like, is this things he was saying in reaction to those specific passages or just a general conversation? Well, I thought it was just a general conversation. And then I guess it starts getting a bit heated between him and him and my wife. And he starts accusing her of being a demon. He thought, oh, this is, he said, this isn't my daughter speaking. This is a demon. He thinks there's a demon in her. Oh. And at first I was like, oh God, that's a bit extreme. Uh, but then what I realized she'd done is she'd been asking me questions that he'd kind of brought up, getting my answers and copy pasting them to him. Now, if you don't, and I didn't get permission for that. I wouldn't, yeah, I would yeah. never talk to her dad, who I know is very religious. I wouldn't talk to her, to him in this way. I would be more, you know, tactful about it or whatever. Uh, But the reason, so at at first I was like, oh, that's crazy. Why do you think you're a demon? Are you serious? Just for having a different opinion. But then I realized, no, like our writing style is very, very different. So all the things she was saying, like questioning the Bible, looked like it was being written by a completely different person. Because it was. It was being written by me. A demon. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I said to him, I was like, oh, no, he's fucking right, but I'm the demon. Like, I'm the, it's not you saying He was not wrong. Yeah, and I was like, I was kind of mad at her. I was like, I didn't fucking, if I'd known the, this was just going to be copy pasted wholesale to your dad I would have written things differently that's funny I didn't say anything like that bad but I was definitely like very firm and like well no this is you're like what did they say your mother sucks cocks in hell (laughs) you were saying stuff like (laughs) that no no everything I said was quite pleasant but um, but yeah definitely very strongly and also I think more you know, I've given this stuff a lot of thought, so I think maybe a little bit more formed than the kind of stuff she'd been saying before, which was just, you know, kind of generalized, ah, I'm not sure about that. And then suddenly it's like, well, even Christian scholars agree that blah, blah, blah. You know? and yeah, I'm picturing you typing so this. Like, oh, demon. I'm, th- I'm picturing you typing this to your wife, and I'm picturing you in like a chair with a suit and a shirt with no tie and like one button undone <laughs> at the top, and you're drinking a little thing of wine. Yeah. And you're like, mm, well, if you were born in a different era, you would believe in the <laughs> no, tiki I was just the wor- of the sea. No, I was like, just working and like occasionally yeah. replying to... But I was kind of like, why? Oh, it's, it's weird that she keeps asking me like qu- quite specific qu- questions about the Bible. And yeah. I knew she'd been talking to her dad about it, but I had no idea that my texts were getting back to him. Not accredited to me, Yeah, but her pretending they were her own. And yeah, obviously, that's a very different... Even like punctuation style is different, you know? So he he was under the impression that uh, some kind of supernatural entity had started writing for her and putting doubt in her mind. <laughs> I thought that was quite a funny that little story. Yeah. Been, speaking of new It all got resolved in the end. I don't think she ever told him that it was me, though. Yeah. I don't know why. I was like, why don't you just be was honest with him and saying that you were... Co- com. I was copying my husband. Well, some demon told her not to tell him the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the demon going like, tell what happened yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, it probably really worries Chilling. you you know <laughs> yeah. if you have that kind of belief or the potential to believe that oh fucking like you know Asaroth has fucking got, <laughs> gotten into my daughter then yeah you know you want to be like oh no no don't worry about it yeah, this is yeah. there's a very reasonable explanation <laughs> but but no she <laughs> she didn't do that I was th- thinking about new atheists I was thinking to myself do you think if you look at Christopher Hitchens and you look at Richard Dawkins. Is that atheism with and without sex? Like, do you feel like there's what virgin, like there's virgin atheists, and they all become Richard Dawkins? 
And then there's sex have an atheist, so they all become Chris Hitchens. <laughs> Literally no idea what you mean. <laughs> I mean, don't you look at them and you're like... Well, Chris Hitchens is the These more... These guys are kind of all saying the same thing, but this one fucks, and he likes war. But I think the difference is one of them is a biologist, and one of them was like a formerly like, Marxist journalist. You know, they, those guys fucked. They went to a lot of protests... Uh, yeah. We're on the f- you know on the front lines of revolutions. Yeah, brother. Yeah, that's funny that, he, that he later has been turned in a into lab. kind of a like. I mean, he was not. I wouldn't call him like a neocon, but he was definitely. Yeah, he was definitely later in life justified by I think by two things because I actually observe a lot of this online with some of the people I follow because I used to follow a bunch of like Marxists uh-huh. and then suddenly one day I woke up and I was following a bunch of Trump supporters and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Trump is not a Marxist. In, oh, really? In my estimation, anyway. <laughs> I don't think he is. But then I realized, I'm like, oh, things happen with culture war that make you change your ideology, as politics is downstream from culture. Well, I think what actually is yeah. is a better way of phrasing it, which which would explain Christopher Hitchens, too, is that it's not so much that your principles and values change, but the goalposts change. Uh, the, the culture shifts to a point where, if you would formerly have been considered very left-wing, now you're considered either moderate or libertarian or even right-wing. And I think in Christopher Hitchens' case, he was saying the same kind of stuff in, uh, well, not only for the Gulf War, the first Gulf War, but also uh, with regards to like other despots. He just didn't like despots and totalitarian regimes, and he thought anything that could uh, topple them, and he thought America did have a duty to help with that, uh, was a good thing. But he also wasn't a fan of Bush. He wasn't a fan of the Bush administration. He was just broadly in favor of removing Saddam Hussein. Well, but he also used his atheist platform, if I remember correctly. It sounds like you know a lot more about him than me. But I've got a lot of his books. It, yeah, it, I used to it read them. sounds like he used his atheist platform as a justification for those type of wars, which I think a lot of people would argue are sort of like a form of American uh... imperialism. Because what he always said was... Well, this is a theocracy. It is by its nature, it cannot be reasoned with. Like Iran, places like that. He was like, these are theocracies. They cannot be reasoned with. You can't enter into peace accords with them. They are polluted by religion, which is inherently illogical. That but seemed to be his justification. That would, you know, you, you could you could say that or suspect that. I don't think he ever really said anything to that effect when it came to, like, foreign policy or, like, interfering with Did regimes. he not? I feel like I've heard him say that. I mean, he can definitely talk about why Islamic authoritarian regimes may be worse because of Islamic law or whatever, but, I've, I mean, he supported the Kurds, he was in favor of Palestine over Israel. Right. And those are, you know, we're talking about Muslims here, and, you know, yeah. he's no fan of Islam or anything, but he picked the right, well, what he thought were the right sides and those battles, regardless of ideology. I mean, I'm sure he was, I think, kind of Jewish himself, but I'm sure he would, on paper, side more with Jewish, he would side more with Israel as far as, like, religious stuff goes, because they're not super religious. I mean, they are, but you know what I mean. They're not, they are, there are, they mean, they're, I don't want to talk about Israel, but I... I uh, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. he's more likely to say... If he was truly a neocon, for instance, or yeah, sympathizing he, well, with a neocon... neocon. Actually, the, the conservatives, that's become the conservative platform. They actually like Israel now. Yeah. I don't know yeah, when yeah. that started, but... Well, yeah, but the American gov- the position of the American government has always been to be pro-Israel, right? Yes. So oh, you would think that if he was just blindly kind of like, yes, that's good, and like, yeah. fuck the Muslims, and then he would be very much on Israel's side. It's, mm. it's acceptable to be on Israel's side. Yes. In fact, it's a little bit sticking your neck out, neck out to publicly go on about how Palestine are being unfairly treated and that it's wrong. Uh, so, you know, 
I, I think there were different shades of it. I've always took it to be that he just genuinely hated authoritarianism and mm. totalitarianism and uh, wanted to see those people taken care of and removed. Sure. That's what that's the way I saw it. But again, it kind of shifts with the with the time. Like I think while while he was doing that, you know, like talking about fucking uh, Bosnia, uh, Ser- Serbia, or anything, you know, those uh, what's his name, uh, Milosevic or <sighs> Slaban Milosevic. Anyway, the other dictator type people who he was happy to see torn down. I think he was. I think he wasn't too happy with Gaddafi being torn down. Mm. Um, and that again, you know, Libya. I, I don't know. I can't speak for him, and he can't speak at all now because he's dead. Well, and he had a poss- Possibly we could do a seance and contact him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd be open to that. <laughs> that possibility. You may think you're contacting me right now. You are absolutely not. <laughs> I am a figment of your imagination. Yeah. Uh, is that what he sounded like? Not really. He had a kind of deep, gruff voice. And he had a would deep, gruff voice. So, but he was right, very, right, he was right. very posh. He was very erudite. Yeah, I've said many times that women aren't funny, and uh, I stand by that. <laughs> they, they don't have to be. It's not a matter of biology. Yeah, but you've also got to remember that was when he got his Richard Dawkins on. That was when well, he was yeah, like, it's, definitely... "Women don't biology." Well, that's what I mean. Is like, I think he became. That's why I compared him to the people I follow on Twitter. Is I think that he started forming opinions on things that he doesn't actually care about that much. Well, he was a contrarian, and he, to be a contrarian and to be controversial, yeah. And you and you have to sort of do a bit of that if you're playing the journalism game. The thing is, Richard yeah. Dawkins doesn't need to do that, and yet he does on Twitter. That's the confusing thing. Like Chris Hitchens, you can understand I don't that he's think writing he's made any significant biological contributions, except for Dawkins. Name, yeah, except for naming memes. Oh, no, Dawkins, he was respected as a biologist. But what I'm saying is he doesn't need to... Chris Patience is a journalist, first and foremost, right? So if he's writing a piece for fucking Vanity Fair or or any of those things, it's like, fair enough, you want to do something that gets readers, right? Dawkins really doesn't need to do that on Twitter, you know? But every now and then he fucking will. He'll just, like, come out and say something this you know kind of ben shapiro like and you're like yeah. why did even if you think that like even if you believe it it's just like shut up why would you get involved just you know shut like, up. <laughs> yeah why would you get involved whereas chris virgins would do it kind of out of devilment a little yeah. bit i think dawkins does it because he's just confused dawkins for sure listens to the joe rogan experience I wouldn't be I shocked if he's been on there. He I'm sure he has. He is, yeah. Probably three hours of him just being like, actually, um, we have been discovering some new things. Um, we actually decided that God is not uh, real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just figured out. What the fuck? What? Wait, what? <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, get in here. I think Richard Dawkins' biggest contribution to... He's um, saying crazy shit right now. I think Richard Dawkins' biggest contribution to culture was actually in the rating a Nightwish album. Do you fucking know? No one knows that. No. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Yeah, he narrated a Nightwish album. That, you know, they, Nightwish. He does a, not have a good voice. He wasn't singing. <laughs> I didn't think he was doing That'd the be great, though. But I'm thinking of him being like, darkness falls across the land. No, I mean, it's not there like. There is no God, I will reiterate, <laughs> to watch over this land. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the, the album, I guess, is is like a vague concept album about, like, you know, the wonders of the world or whatever. Tune in on this tribe of medieval squires who, anyway. if they were born in a different time, would have believed in a different god. <laughs> and it's fucking that chick. <laughs> <laughs> All the fucking violins and shit. I've heard Nightwish. You're not, you're not that far off. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's actually reading from his uh, reading from his book about, like, you know... Um, how how does, he has a long, quite famous passage about how uh, 
you know, you don't need religion to find the world amazing or like fantastical or yeah. unexplainable or mysterious or anything like that. And how it's all right here. And it's already. Yeah, was he the guy who's, who originally said, isn't it enough to believe that there's a garden without believing that there's fairies underneath it? Quite possible. Was that him who said that? That sounds I mean, that's a bit a, older. That's a famous yeah. quote. That's a famous quote that I used to have on my Facebook page. Oh, yeah, you did. Under quotes, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, I used to be big into atheism, dude. <laughs> I still, well, I mean, the partly that I won't deny that a part of me, I'm not looking for like a religion now. Like, that's not what's happened. It's not that I've, I've been an atheist all my life and now I'm like, well, maybe I was wrong. It's yeah. not really that, but like, there is a part of me that I think, kind of like Aaron. Aaron's a full on atheist, but like, has a great. He's got like Jesus stuff all over his room and like mm-hmm. fucking cries in front of statues of the Virgin Mary and stuff. Like, yeah. he he is probably moved by it, and he obviously connects with it on some level, even if he doesn't necessarily buy into the whole, you know. Yeah, dogma of it or the accuracy of it or whatever. Um, so I was thinking, oh, well, maybe I'll get something like that out of it. You know, maybe I'll find like some connection to it, whether or not I, I mean, I'll never really believe it. I don't think I'll ever, ever really believe in like God or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I went in with that, like, I went in open minded, shall we say. Mm-hmm. I went in being like, I want to like, enjoy this. I want to get something out of this. I want to connect with it. But really, all I got was like, you know the fucking the passive aggression of the Christ. It doesn't help that it's not. It doesn't help that it's not high quality prose. I'll say that. Yeah, it's very poorly written. I feel like you've gotten more out of Thoreau than you have out of the Bible. Um, I feel like Thoreau. I find him you were, I feel like Thoreau. Well, no, I you loved Thoreau. What are you talking Thoreau about? Thoreau changed Thoreau. your life. You started reading Thoreau. Suddenly, you're camping. And also, by the way, can we talk about something real quick? What's that? You posting pictures of me, motherfucker, on the internet? No, what are you talking about? Oh, yes, you are. What do you want about? I, w- I, I, I found a channel in a Slack that we're both in. Oh, yeah, but that's people you all know. I'm not mad about it. I just didn't know about it. It wasn't photos of you. It was one photo of all of us I was camping. shocked to hear from it. I was talking on the phone to a friend, and she said, you hate the wilderness. I was shocked to see a picture of you camping. And I was like, when the fuck did you see a picture of me camping? That was a creep shot, bro. That was a, that was a, I a, stood. I mean, you can see from the photo that it couldn't be a creep shot. It was a candid. I stood far away from everyone so I could get you all in frame. I think the I thing is, I put my camera up in landscape mode and took a picture. I think the thing is, I would never expect you to take a picture of anything. I'm not sure why I did. I think I probably sent it to my wife. Sometimes I do that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, and uh, I'm but the- then I saw it later. I was like, actually, I can make quite a good, like, you know, almost like a Renaissance painting out of this. Dude, really, you could. And it looks quite and good. I'm, yeah. I'm right centered in the middle of it, scratching, scratching my your head, head like an completely oaf. fucking out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I also oh. look weird in that photo. I have a giant torso and tiny little skinny legs. It's just because <laughs> the way I'm holding my arm, it's pushing my shirt all the way out. Yeah, so it looks like. My torso goes out further than it actually does. I thought it was a nice photo. For an iPhone photo, that's not bad. I actually like it. It was good. It's good quality photo. There you go. I was just shocked to find that a photo of me was posted without my knowledge. <laughs> or consent. <laughs> Do you really care? Or consent. It would be different if I was putting it somewhere public. You know, this is not public. These are all people who know you very well. Wouldn't it be fucked? Ooh, that's a creepypasta. Wow. You're browsing on Flickr.com and you find a whole photo album of photos of you, candids that you didn't know were taken. Yeah. And, and that- it's posted by a guy named Sean Raper 69. <laughs> I mean, the story already loses cre- uh, credibility when you're... you're- I was just casually browsing on Flickr. <laughs> as we all do. 
in the 2020. Yeah. I did an Ask Jeeves search trying to find out who this person was. Flickr is pretty out of date, isn't it? It's incredibly out of date. (laughs) Where what would it be? Photo bucket? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Imager? Imager is probably more up to date than Um, any of the others you mentioned. Tiny pick. Tinypick.com. I stumbled upon a GeoCities website, which. Dude, what if you were. Oh my God, think about this. Here's a creepypasta. What if you were on like Cam Soda or My Free Cams or one of those Cam Girl sites and you see a cam running? And it's you. And it's you. <laughs> and it's got like a million followers. But it's not you right now. And it's you somewhere else. Like no, no, no. It's you right now, but from an angle behind you. Oh, that's stupid. But there was oh, a what movie. The fuck? That's stupid. There was a movie on Netflix called Cam, which dealt with like a doppelganger. You know Do you see that fucking movie? In retrospect. I didn't hate that movie as much oh, as you did. Sh- it's very shit. I thought it was cool. <laughs> no, it's not cool. It's not cool. It's shit, though. Um, Remember she has to kill the other cam version? Yeah. Kind of cool. dumb. I did cool watch movie. that. I watched that Rocco documentary, though, based on your recommendation oh, last you podcast. Did, have you seen it? Is there any point discussing it with you? I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I have not seen it. Uh, I've seen the opening scene. Who, who are you recommending documentaries to me that you haven't seen? I don't seen think I ever did recommend I think I just the... mentioned it to you. Okay, but you seem to know about it when you mentioned it. Because I saw the opening scene and it's pornographic. Like the opening scene is a third camera on one of his shoots. That's not true. I just watched it. It literally is. It's no, him with it's a white a f- background no, and he's isn't. doing his thing. He's no, like, it oh, isn't. it's only smells. What? What? No, it isn't. That's not, yes, that's not that's the opening shot. We can watch it right now. Put it on. It's just his penis in the shower. That is the opening shot. Well, maybe not the opening shot. The opening scene is like him with a girl doing a scene. Uh, Yeah, it's like about three minutes in. I, turn, I, I didn't tune in until there was a girl. I was like, I'm not looking at his dick in the shower. <laughs> I, uh, Beautiful penis, by the way. I have a I'm gay really... filter on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> my TV was designed by virulent homophobes. That if a, if a penis comes on with no girls in the background, it just goes blank. He has a wonderful penis, by the way. I haven't watched many of his uh, many of his movies because I don't like his. I don't like that style of porn. It's a bit bit much for me. Bit rough, you know, a bit rough ensemble. I don't like it, but so I hadn't really seen it. Um, Matt's is making it's doing, <laughs> no, the, <laughs> doing the, the limp wristed gay thing, you know. Don't tell him that gesture. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I am talking about how beautiful this penis is, but the, I don't I don't like watching him fuck girls. <laughs> fair enough, but, it's not that that's not the part I was making fun of. It's that you were saying it was a bit much for you, yeah, it is a bit much. I, I don't like it, I don't like that style, but anyway, okay. um. The documentary was sort of fine, but you could you could tell that he was like very much backseat directing it because it's yeah. all about him and it's about yeah. you know it's shot in that kind of modern documentary way where it's all sort of artsy and it's not really like you don't see any like real footage of like his past achievements or anything like that. It's all just him like with his family like kind of somberly cooking and they're like, see, he's normal. Um, yeah, that that kind of shit. It's all like really kind of like Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very similar in presentation, mm-hmm. except nowhere near as funny intentionally. Anyway, Gilbert um, is very good. Yeah, Gilbert's a good one. But uh, there were lots of bits where you know he's clearly told them like, "Oh, get me doing this," or "Get me doing that." Yeah. They have these like shots where you know he's feeling bad about something, and the camera's like right in his face mm-hmm. as there's like water from the shower, I think, pouring down or like sweat <laughs> pouring down his face, and he's like. <sighs> He's just like really, you know, emotional about something. And I'm like, yeah. but you know, 
you're not really emotional, are you? Because you've got a camera right there, and it hasn't just naturally found this shot. Like, this shot's been set up. Yeah. It's a tripod shot. It's very close. It's filmed with a certain lens. And you're there going... <laughs> you're acting and it's like that, that just bothers me it's definitely like a puff piece for sure i like, was laughing at uh i was laughing at something similar it was uh lebron james on instagram and he's been in the playoffs he's been excitedly reading the biography of the autobiography but ghost written by alex haley of malcolm x uh-huh. and he posted this these like series of pictures on his instagram of him shirtless on the exercise bike holding up this tiny little like paperback copy with the cover displayed of the autobot like he's reading while he's exercising (laughs) but the best one is the third picture he's reading it and he's looking at it and he's got his hand on his chin and it's upside down and he's like he's like (laughs) hmm (laughs) yeah you didn't know there was a camera social media for you though yeah that's good shit yeah but this document i mean it's for sure a puff piece i mean it's kind of about him doing his last you know, his last movie. Oh, is he's it? Like, is he I'm, retired now? I'm retiring. Yeah. But he's done that like five times already. So who knows? Oh, he's one of those, huh? Yeah, they all are. Yeah. No one ever actually retires until they're fucking dead. Just have you ever heard? I think I'm out. They ever, keep pulling me back in. Have you ever heard that, of? That's I like misquoted the, one of the most famous movie lines ever there. I can't remember. What is that actually from? Goes. On the waterfront? It's from The Godfather. Well, the Godfather Part 2, I think. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. Michael. I've seen The Godfather. Oh, you have? Oh, that's good. That's right, bitch. That's good, yeah. Cinephile. <laughs> yeah. That's a great movie. I really like that movie. <laughs> Contra- hot take. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been sitting around my house recently. and I've Mind been thinking, you, don't burn yourself on that. I've, I've been sitting around my house recently, and I've been saying to myself, I think I want to watch Goodfellas. You've never seen Goodfellas, really? I've never seen... I don't think I've ever seen a Martin Scorsese movie. Oh, fuck off you have. You've no, seen I've seen Taxi two. Driver. I've seen two. I've seen Taxi Driver, and I've seen The King of Comedy. Wolf of Wall Street? I see, and I've, Yes, I've seen that. Aviator? No. Shutter Island? No. Um, the Departed? Yes, but I don't remember it. Okay, well, that's I saw it. One. I saw well, it in theaters the year it came out, and I haven't seen it since. Okay. Raging Bowling you never saw? No. Oh, you should see that. That's great. What do you recommend I watch? Goodfellas or Casino? Um, Goodfellas then Casino. I'm come on. They're they're very Be similar. They're very similar films. I'm not going to um, watch both. <laughs> Be reasonable with me. <laughs> um, the thing. I, I will say this. I, I look think, at. I think you would like Casino more because it's kind of a Mugtown movie. What me? So I would funny. like the. <laughs> You'll see why if you see it. Okay. It's like, <laughs> I want the one that has... I'll it's say definitely this. the more red-pilled movie. The, the thing two. that makes me interested in a movie is I want one that has a lot of dialogue scenes. <laughs> I want one that has a lot of people sitting around a table talking. That's kind of both of them. Okay. Although it's not... There aren't very long scenes of people talking around tables. Well, it's that's what I love quite, about The Godfather so much. Is like The Godfather is like great dialogue scenes. Yeah, The Godfather is a lot slower. And The Godfather 2 even more so. Um, Which I've never seen. Goodfellas and Casino are very highly... You've seen The Wolf of Wall Street, you said? Yes. That kind of style. Wolf of Wall Street They're is basically... They're comedic like that? No. Well, at bits, yeah. No, Wolf of Wall Street tries to be a lot funnier. But um, yeah. it's that style of telling a story. It's like a narrator, quite fast scenes that mm. kind of go and go and I go. Guess I, I, guess, I guess Goodfellas is the more famous one, right? Yeah, I mean, Goodfellas is the more iconic. But Casino, I would argue, is about as good... 
Uh, just in a different way. How long are these movies? They're going to be like three hours long. Goodfellas, I think, is shorter than Casino. Casino's pretty long. Casino, okay. I think, is nearing three hours. Yeah. Don't watch the fucking Irishman. Jesus. I've been sitting around being like, boy, I, I feel like I should watch Good. I don't know why. Sometimes I just get a bug up my ass about certain movies. You should watch Goodfellas just to see how much has been taken from it. It's been right. incredibly influential. Um so I think for that reason alone, it's worth watching. I, I personally don't go back to it very often. Once I've seen, I've seen it. I saw it a bunch when I was younger, and I don't need to watch it again. I don't think. Yeah. But um, I haven't watched a movie, boy, in a very long time. Oh no! The last movie I watched was probably in the theaters. So for context, yeah. it's October of 2020 right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah okay well uh, i would say the last uh, movie i watched was like maybe uh boy i'm actually now i'm trying to think about that what was my last movie i ever got to watch in the theaters i actually have a way of knowing how did i go out this is gonna be worth it yeah it's gonna be good we're gonna listen to max look up what movie he last watched because his memory apparently can't do it it was like january (laughs) motherfucker yeah but it was the last time you went to the theater yeah think about what was released in january i'll be honest with you it didn't mean a lot to me i'll tell you that much uh oh dude i've got ten dollars in bonus bucks just sitting there not being able to be used at the amc (laughs) the audience have just lost their mind how how funny is (laughs) this what I I have the Stubbs app. Okay. Oh, you know what the last movie I saw was? This is funny. February twenty eighth, two thousand twenty. The Invisible Man. Oh, actually, probably me too. I think that was the last movie I watched. In Absolute the piece of shit. It's terrible. I, I thought walked, you said it was good. No, it was not good. Oh no, it was what's, awful. What's funny? I fell asleep it, during it. Though, it was very so bad. It was. You know what's funny? Is I walked out of it about. No, I didn't give it much. I think I maybe gave it 20 minutes. I think I fell asleep about half an hour, 40 minutes. And I got to right up to end. where she's living with this family who's like yeah, perfectly yeah, yeah. nice to That's her. Right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah I'm like, <laughs> I'm out of here. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> well, I think what, no, you know what it is? I waited till the first scare scene. She's like cooking and then yeah. the burner turns up. And I was like, so this is just a ghost movie. Why do I fucking care? This is just a clever-ish way to it's do a not ghost a, It's movie. actually not a ghost movie. Uh, it's even stupid than that. Yeah, <laughs> I just mean I, just I did mean, see the ending. I mean, like aesthetically, like the 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 scares. It's framed all... that it's framed that way for a little bit, yeah. But no, then you find out it's actually a it's a woke movie. It's a woke ghost movie without any ghosts in it. Oh, it's it was woke from fucking. No, do, one. Do, do you want to you want a spoiler? Yeah, please. It's uh, it's not a ghost. It's patriarchy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is it? That that's pretty much it. It's patriarchy uh, embodied by a man wearing an invisible suit. Well, no, we knew it was a. It was obviously the man who was abusing her in the opening scene. Yes, of the but movie. did you know that he had a magic suit? I didn't think it was a suit. It's. it's I didn't think that J.K. Rowling gave him the invisibility cloak because she it, thought Elizabeth Moss was trans. It is a suit. <laughs> it is a suit. Now, as to be honest, I haven't seen the any of the original Invisible Man movies no it's not a suit so i don't know it's not a suit it's not in the originals no yeah it's like I, a, I didn't it's like a serum so. he drinks 
Okay, yeah, that makes... Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it's less like stupid. A scientist, yeah. It's less stupid than a fucking suit that someone else can put on. Spoiler alert. Anyway. Oh, shit. Yeah, Dude, the- it's literally an invisibility cloak? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it's very fucking stupid. That's pretty but, funny. Um, and I can't stand that actress. I know everyone loves her, Elizabeth Moss. I've never liked her. I didn't like her in Mad Men. I didn't like... I can't watch The Handmaid's Tale because of her. Not to mention all the, all the uh, anti-MRA stuff. Come is on, that was a good anti- joke. Is she anti MRA, this oh, bitch? For fuck's sake. See, this is what happens when you're not paying attention. What do you want? It wasn't that good of a joke. What do you want me to say? You don't know what the joke was. You said, I like Elizabeth. I don't like her that much as an actor, plus all this anti MRA stuff. No, no, no. See, I said, I don't like her that much as an actress. That's when you chose to look at your phone. Uh-huh. And when you look back up, I said, well, the MRA stuff. Because in the middle of that, I had said, and the record will bear me out, the, yeah, I didn't like it that much in Mad Men or The Handmaid's Tale, which I couldn't watch, not just because uh, of all the right. anti-MRA you're stuff. Right, I did miss that. That's a classic joke. That's really good. It's implying that I'm, a, I'm an MRA. But you know what, though? Like you know what, though? Tale. I've been watching Mad Men. <laughs> okay. I watched the first season. I don't like it that much. I, I tried really hard. I've never gotten more it's than two seasons not, in. It's not hitting for me quite yet. No. People kept telling me, oh, just stick with it, though. And it's like, if it hasn't managed to do anything good in one season. It's, I mean, it's good. Two seasons. I watched it's two. It's good. I just, it's not The Sopranos it's, yet. It's formally fine, but, but it's like, I don't feel it's like a this- soap opera that happens to be set in the 60s. For me, though, I don't think The Sopranos was The Sopranos till like season three. So I got to kind of... No, but there's more promise there. With, with Mammon, there was never... It didn't... I fucking hate it. You know what I really hate it? And you're probably noticing this too, is the amount of jokes about the time era they try and cram in. Oh, yeah. Where they're sitting around smoking cigarettes and going like, huh, can't you believe that these are so good for us as well? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something like that. It's, you know, just it's a lot of shit like that. And there's a bit where I think it is Elizabeth Moss's character has to go for an abortion. Yeah. And the doctor is just so unfair about it. So unpleasant. And this is in a it's time where... It's birth control. Yeah. Oh, the, right. the, the um, like misogyny plots are heavy-handed as... Not even plots, well, uh, but let like... Me, yeah. Let me explain that bit yeah. for people who may or may not have seen it. But there's a bit... Was it, is it birth control she's going for? Not it's an abortion? She's trying to get birth control. That's even worse. Because I would imagine the doctors in that time, they weren't obliged to uh, do that. I would imagine back in the 60s, they were able to say, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm this kind of doctor. Sure. But this doctor is doing it. He's prescribing her birth control, and he's basically saying, oh my God, I can't believe you're such a slut... I can't believe you're such a fucking slut that you need yeah. these pills that I'm going to give you. It's funny because like, <laughs> it is more subtle than that, obviously. That's a joke. But like, that's the not actual, a joke. <laughs> the actual one is pretty crazy. It's like so fucking heavy handed where he's like, you know, just because I give you these pills doesn't mean you have to go around being the town pump. Exactly. Like, a, girl's, they, a girl's got to get married, you know. Yeah. And she's like, I'll be careful. And it's like, look, I know it was a different time. I know that it wasn't a very liberated time. I still find that scene stretching credulity a little bit. It's, it's absurd. You know, like, it's I just don't absurd. think a doctor who's People getting paid for it, who probably wants return, <laughs> return patients, you know, would just be like, don't be a bitch. I don't think, I think, especially in a professional environment, people would be way too proper to even say something like that. Right. They might be thinking it. I'm sure they were. It seems like, and and the same with like the smoking things. I don't think anyone was ever being like, these are not, some people are saying these are bad for you. You know, I don't, I can imagine it. I think that was actually kind of I can imagine it, but not really. You know, not really. It doesn't feel, and fine, it's so popular. When I eat something that's good for me, I don't sit around going, you know, people think this is bad for me, right? 
Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, absurd that they're referencing it all the time. I know, but fair enough. You know, it's a, a heightened reality or whatever. They're trying to make a point. It's but really it's not like, though. It's supposed to be a realistic show. Like it's no, a, but you know, it's, yeah. it's stylized, shall we say? And it's a TV show. And at the end of the day, TV shows are often not entirely realistic. So I can forgive that. But some some of those things in there, I was just like, oh, this is just bad writing. You know, it's just fucking lazy. Um, but anyway, do you want to hear the last few movies I watched? Oh, why not? In in twenty twenty. We'll start because technically I saw a movie two days before the year started. That's crazy. Sorry, I, I hope, screamed that. I cat. hope the mic picked that up. <laughs> no, probably not. My cat's screaming at me. He, he bashed on the door. Does he want to go? Want you to go to bed? Uh, probably. It's it's past, I think it's past our bedtime, and he's angry about it. Yeah. yeah. All right, hold on. Just close the door. That was strange as hell. Well, he, so Sean gets up. I'm going to describe what I saw. Okay. I'm talking. Sean gets up. So that happens on this podcast. We're professionals. So sometimes <laughs> if someone's going on like a bit of a bit, we let them go. And then we go do, we go get a drink, whatever. So Sean gets up. He hears a rumbling at the door. He opens it's it. It's not I a rumbling. Actually, it's a scratching. <laughs> I actually thought, I just heard it rumbling. I actually oh, yeah. thought it was Rachel for some reason. And then. <laughs> scratching at the door like she does. <laughs> and then you, I need to go out. So Sean. <laughs> Sean opens the door, kind of stretched across the room, and he opens it, and then to his own eye level, which is curious, he starts doing like a come-in wave, like a full circle arm come-in wave. It's because, th- it's because the cat had moved further back, oh, so he was like halfway down the corridor. <laughs> so I don't know what he's doing. I thought he was, again, I thought it was Rachel, but he's doing this come-in wave, and then I just hear... Yes, it's the cat. A long one, like a four-second meow. No, he he knocked on the door, I opened it, he moved away, and he's yelling at me for something. He just came to make himself known. He doesn't want to come in. (laughs) He just wants to say, yeah. He's he's just like, hey, about something. He probably wants food, or he probably wants... wants to say he's pissed off. I mean, it is, yeah, it's past our bedtime. I think he might might want us to go to bed. He's angry about it. He's expressing discontent. Yeah. So I saw a movie right at the very end of the year, December 29th. So two days before the year was over, I saw... Uncut Gems. I think that was the second time I saw Uncut Gems. Yeah, I was about to say, that came out a while before the end of the year. And then January 20th, so I took a big break, January 24th, so 25 days later, Uh I saw 1917. Oh, yeah. That obviously left a bad taste in my mouth, because two days later, I went back to the theater. You know what I saw? Uncut Gems. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking psycho. To cleanse my palate. Four days later, I went back to the theater. I saw Bad Boys for Life. Oh, God. I forgot that existed. Apparently, that was a little too lowbrow for me. So, four days later, I went back to the theater. I saw. I saw. That'd be great. That's just you reversing what you just said. It's like, I want my last cinematic experience to be good. So, if I see something bad, I'm just going to go back to Gems. February 3rd, after the January 30th Bad Boys for Life, you see the Invisible Man, the COVID pandemic starts, and you're like, oh, I better go and see Uncut Gems. I still to the theater. No, you got to the theater. And they've they boarded it up, closed. No! <laughs> what am I going to do? It's not out on Blu ray yet! <laughs> I don't have Netflix. <laughs> uh, February 3rd, I saw 2020 Oscar animated shorts. Oh, yeah. That I was good. talking about that. Yeah. Three days later, I saw Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. <laughs> and then I took a little break from movies. So. February 6th, I saw Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. February 21st, I saw Impractical Jokers, the movie. 
Did this a movie? About? I don't even watch the show. <laughs> what the fuck I was doing seeing the Impractical Jokers movie is anyone's guess. Yeah. I feel like I go to the movies when I'm depressed or something. That's what it seems like. Like yeah. I think I think sometimes I think like I think wow. February was okay for me. They have popcorn there. I got a little <laughs> lonely and then I was like, what's playing? Impractical Jokers the movie? Perfect. <laughs> The hot dogs they have, you can't get those anywhere. <laughs> and seven days after, six days after that, no, seven days. I like that bath. February 28th, I saw The Invisible Man, and I happened to know that I walked out of that, and I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> and then I walked out of that, and I went home. <laughs> went no, home and cried. I went to yeah. Pizza Rev, and, that's, <laughs> and then I went home. Sounds to me like you went to the movies, you got your popcorn... Go finish it too quick. Probably finish it during the trailers. I don't eat popcorn at the movies. You're slandering me. Uh, I'm going to carry on with this book because it's ahead. funny. Uh, you got your popcorn. You ate it all too quick during the trailers. Mm-hmm. The Invisible Man started. You started getting antsy. You go, oh, I don't know. Went back out to get something else. A hot dog maybe this time. <laughs> you don't want to go back into The Invisible Man, though. You've soured it. So you go into Sonic the Hedgehog. You finish your hot dog. You're now just stuck looking at a blue fucking animated hedgehog running yeah. around with James Madison and Jim Carrey and yeah. that's just not it so you leave the theater and you go to Pizza Ref yeah you know I've, I I've mean, exhausted all my options here I'll be honest you might be right except it wasn't popcorn it was probably a bag of candy that I snuck in <laughs> you and, you're not even buying this <laughs> and I usually do finish it like if I'm too excited about the candy yeah I'll usually finish it before the movie starts. I brought a rotisserie chicken in my uh, in my pants. <laughs> yeah, I bring a I bring a freshly uh, meal. <laughs> I have to, like peel the thing back. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, that's a poor quality funny. podcast for tonight, folks. Oh, Bra- is it? You brought to you by Freshly. Well, I at least have to piss. How long have we been going? Um, let's see. Hour and oh, I don't want to say, but. Hour and forty okay. minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's been good so far. I know. So I'm I'll like, be honest. Well, keep it. I'll be honest. I kind of want this to be on the main feed. Yeah. Well, I'll just put but it on the there and just not call it. That's so. Funny. So here's the Dude, thing. That'd be funny we to have forty nine and fifty one, and yeah, then 50. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have, we have a problem here. Uh, we're actually coming up to our fiftieth episode. That's right. Folks. In fact, we've just released our forty ninth. So this should be our fiftieth. Now that's thrown off by the fact that we always have bonus content. So we have like yeah. entire bonus episodes or we just have random things that we put out there. Unless you count this entire month. Yeah. So <laughs> in theory, um, and we do have other stuff that's been recorded that I just have not had the heart to edit yet because it's a daunting process. I would just um, scrap it. Po- yeah, quite possibly I will. Yeah. Sorry, lads. I mean, I'm, I will never put out poor quality, pod- <laughs> poor quality content on the poor quality podcast. Yeah. Um, but so we're we're in a little bit of uh, trouble here because we actually have a plan for our fiftieth episode. It's gonna be big. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna say what it is. Yeah, because it will be so much more disappointing if we don't. Because we're gonna oh, build I up. Think, no, we're I gonna think build up anticipation. We're it. gonna build up anticipation uh, by not saying what it is, and then when it happens, people are gonna go, "Oh, okay." Oh no, I don't think that's true. I'll <laughs> bet you if we do it and we put it behind the paywall. So in the numbering on the oh, main the feed, subscribers will it just goes roll in. 49 to 51. I'll bet you at least three people would buy a subscription no. for one month. No, we got our subscribers. <laughs> We've got them. They're set. Yeah, they're set. They're, they're locked in. Um, no, no, no. So this, I guess, would technically be our 50th. So I might just put it on the, I might put it on the main feed with a, with a funny numbering. Or just 51. no numbering. No, I just won't put it on with numbering. 
I'll just put it's it out. It's kind of in the ether. I'll just put it out there. Yeah. You know what? Hey, that's a good way to gaslight our listeners. And that's very popular right now. Listen here, folks. This episode didn't even happen. Try to tell someone about this episode. Say, go listen to number. <laughs> you can't. Your car is haunted. This is the gaslighting special. <laughs> Very good. All right, you want to go go piss? in the gaslight district of San Diego? Remember when I tried yeah, that joke man. with your family? Damn, dude, that was good. Felt like a felt like a the fucking Led Zeppelin. Yeah, dude. that was not good. All right, you gonna felt go like piss? an accusation of gaslighting being spoken into silence. <laughs> All right, I'll be right Very back. good. All right, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>